0: Well, it's great to be with you again um, this morning, and um, uh, it's a very special day. It's Pentecost Sunday. Um, it's uh, I, Richard stole my line. Really, I thought Jenny and John. I thought you led the prayers and the reading amazingly. Then I thought that was incredible, and um, it's very exciting. Today we are going to reflect a little bit um, on the Holy Spirit, and um, I can think of no better subject for my last talk than to talk about the Holy Spirit. And uh, we're going to look a little bit at what the Holy Spirit does and has been doing in this community over the last few years and the lives of some of the people here today. Um, and as we do that, we're also going to ask again afresh of the Spirit of God today what it is that he might have to say to each and every one of us in this room today, what he might be calling this church to um, afresh in the season to come. Now, uh, this might be another, another way in which you can um, help uh, tune into to core like, things um, for today's sermon. And, and, and this came to me yesterday. The Spirit wants in, he wants more, and he wants out. Can you repeat that back to me? He wants in, he wants more, and he wants out. Bear that in mind, we're going to come back to that. And Richard, I gave you a piece of paper at the start of the service. Can you make um, a paper plane out of that, please? Just during, just whilst I speak, it will be needed later. Right, first thing, um, as Richard's making a paper plane, um, the spirit calls. I have visual aids for all of my points today. Uh, it's a mobile phone. The spirit calls, a number of years ago, um, four and a half years ago, I received a call from Richard Moy, and I'd, I tried to call him previous, just previous to that, actually. And we'd missed each other, we missed each other a couple of times. And he called back and said, Mike, so sorry I missed you. Um, I was out trampolining in the dark with my boys. <laughs> and, you know, in a moment there, I kind of thought, working with this guy would be fun. And uh, we need someone else to do the risk assessments. (laughs) Um, There's an element of danger and of faith about working with this guy. And you know what? That attracted me. That drew me to coming to be here and to be part of this. Uh, That wasn't the only way in which God called us as a family here to join in what you'll be pleased to know. We have more discernment than to just go on that. Um, But people spoke um, um, amazingly, specifically, prophetically into our lives. Uh, The Bible, as we opened the Bible, spoke to us. Uh, The journey I took down here the first time on the tube from Cockfosters to come to this church, I opened up the Bible in one year, and there it was in the Old Testament reading was Daniel chapter 9, where Daniel's crying out to the Lord, and he's saying, have mercy, Lord, on this desolate sanctuary, It will be brought back to life for you, for you and for your sake. And, um, and I just thought, there's something in me, just thought, I wonder if this is what God is calling us to. There are others here today who were called to church basically because your children started physically hitting you over the head with a Bible and saying, tell me about God. Literally. That's how some of you are here, through your children, saying, I need to know about God. Tell me about God. And you're like, well, we better go to the local church because <laughs> I need clearing up a bit. And you're here. Because the Spirit of God was calling you. There are others here who are here because uh, I met them on a prayer walk a number of years ago. And uh, as we were walking along, the rain came down and we had a cup of coffee just under the um, tree and had a little bit of a chat about life, the universe and everything. And uh, and that morning you came along to church. Uh, The rain stopped just when my conversation was getting boring, I think. And, um, and you came along to church that morning because the Spirit of God was calling you. Uh, many of the rest of you will have different stories because the Spirit of God calls us to Jesus. He beckons us closer because of what he wants to do in us, because he wants in. So he calls us, and then he creates, and I've got a flower pot here um, with a bit of soil in, not very much else. But the Spirit of God creates, he brings to life. He's brought this church back to life. He's created a new community here. And as I said last night at the um, ball when I was invited up to say one or two words, um, uh, he has been recreating this church and at the same time has been recreating many of us and bringing life to us. The Spirit of God creates, he gives birth. He brings life and light and joy into our lives. He does for me, he has for this church, he has for many of you. Some of you are here today who are new creations because of what the Spirit of God has done in your life. You've come to faith in this place. Because the Spirit of God called you, and because the Spirit of God created in you new life. third thing the Spirit of God does is he loves us. Ava painted this, and I found it on her desk, and I stole it, and I hope it's okay with her. She will get it back. Um, the Spirit of God loves. Romans 5.5, 5, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, says God has poured his love into our hearts by his Holy Spirit, whom he's given to us. I asked someone called Becky if she'd mind me sharing this this morning, but I, I still remember um, Becky. She was stood about over there, and clearly at the end of the service, God was ministering to her. He was pouring his love into her heart. Well, I didn't know that's what it was at the time. I saw something was going on. She was wonderfully prayed for by someone else. I can't remember who it was. Um, I, I didn't actually know what was going on until a few days later, or a week later or something. She said, can I tell you what was going on last week? And I said, oh, I'd love to know what was going on last week. And she, said, she described as she was being prayed for, during the service, and as she was being prayed for, she said, I have never felt love like that in my life. Never. She said, I was able to call up my father after that service and say, I know what you were talking about now. All those years, I know what you were talking about. I get it because i never felt love like that in my life. God has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he's given to us. And it didn't just happen then. It's been happening in lots of us. It's happened in me again this morning. The Spirit of God continues to pour his love because we need it, because we leak. <laughs> and uh, there was a lovely tweet from Dennis last week, our brilliant curate has been leading Alpha, and he said that he tweeted this, and I just loved it, so I loved it on Twitter, I clicked the little heart thing, Um, and um, he said this, watch someone begin to understand just how much God loves them, and how gentle his Holy Spirit is, hashtag Alpha. Romans 8 verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. On this point, I just want to urge all of us, because we leak, or whether you're here and you never know you've experienced it, don't know if you've experienced it before, to let God love you this morning. Say yes to that, to admit you need that, to dare to believe that He might do that in you for the first time while fresh. The Holy Spirit loves you next one the holy spirit counsels us he's the we looked at this a couple of weeks ago he's the the power Kletos, as jesus calls him he's the one who leads us into all truth through his word we are a bible people as jenny said we assess where we are and who god is and what we're called to do in life because we put ourselves under scripture and we allow the spirit through this to lead us into life to lead us into all truth he's the power Kletos. we um i joked a couple of weeks ago um uh, the word power Kletos, i'm not going to do the whole talk again you can catch it on the podcast if you really want to but um it, power is a word for coming alongside, Uh, gently, carefully. Think of um, paramedic, the one who comes alongside in the time of need, who tenderly and carefully administers life-saving medicine to you. Uh, Kletos is a word that means truth. Truth. And not just truth here, but truth here. The Spirit of God is the one that comes alongside, close, and gives us life-saving truth that we need to hear. He's the one in the same verse that, uh, in one, some translations, it says he comes to convict the world of sin. Let the Spirit of God convict you this morning, because it might be the life-saving truth that you need. And I I don't think I've ever said this in the four years that I've been here quite this way. But as I'm going, I might as well. You're all invited to Dorset at some point to visit. But you're also, more importantly, invited to eternity. And I don't want to be there without you. So if you're not sure you're not going to be, if you're not sure you're going to be there, please allow me to convict you. The Spirit of God convicts, he counsels, he comes alongside with the truth that might save our lives, the truth, that leads us into all life. He commissions. He sends. It's so great that tonight, the, um, the final service that we're going to be at, the 6 p.m., is being called a commissioning service. And on Pentecost. Because that's what the Spirit does. Zoe, um, not Zoe, um, uh, Nicola and Dennis preached fantastic sermons last week. Um, I, I was here for Dennis's, And I listened into Nicola's on the podcast this week. It's so great that we can do that, isn't it? That we can have multiple speakers, multiple sites. You can get fed twice in different ways by the same scripture. It's incredible. And um, uh, Nicola said this. She was quoting Michael Green. She said, the Holy Spirit, the great comforter, comes not to make us comfortable, but to make us missionaries. He comes not to make us comfortable, but to make us ministries. He comes to send us. In last week's talk, um, Jesus breathes on his disciples. He says, he says, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He sends them. In, in the scriptures, he tells the disciples, he says, wait in the city until you've received power. He was talking about Pentecost, which we celebrate today. He fills them with his power, and they are sent into the world, transformed bring reconciliation, to bring love, to proclaim the gospel. We, as people of God, are filled with the Spirit, and we are sent. I love the way Dennis put it here. Dennis spoke brilliantly here last week, and he said um, said that he made a really obvious, simple point, but we need reminding of, don't we? It was a good convicting point, actually, I think, from the Spirit for us. He said, God is a God of mission. He's constantly on the move. He's a a God of mission. He doesn't just stay here. He's a God of mission. And so if you stay here, he'll go without you. Because he's a God of mission. But the grace of God is like Jesus with the disciples after the resurrection. He comes into our locked rooms graciously again and again and again. Breathes the Holy Spirit on us afresh and calls us into mission with him. And calls us, come again. Come again. Because, of course, the church exists for the people who aren't here yet. The church, this church, exists for the people in this community who we pray for who are not yet in this building. Because he loves them. Because he's calling them. Because he wants to fill them with his love. Because he needs to convict them with the truth and lead them into life. Because he needs to remake them into the disciples who make disciples that this community needs and that their friends and family need. He sends That's why you needed a paper plane. So, I made a paper plane. I'm I can't resist a little bit of competitivity on my last Sunday with ministering with Richard. So, Richard, we're gonna throw a paper plane. This is sending. The spirit sends. The Um, the spirit blows where he pleases. (laughs) Yeah. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, thankfully the Spirit of God is a lot better at it than Richard and I. <laughs> a lot better at it than Richard and I. For my parents who helped me through university who are here this morning to do an aeronautical engineering degree, this is the aeronautical engineering um, right here. This is the sum of those five years of hard slog at Imperial College before he called me to ministry. This is the combination of my aeronautical engineering degree and uh, my theology degree. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, uh, he did uh, an engineering with me. Um, He was in the year above me. Um, uh, He's actually a pilot though now, so he used it better than me. Uh, um, The Spirit of God sends. The Spirit of God sends us out. And there's some of us here who needed to hear that word, me included, as I'm sent to East Dorset. There's some of us here today who needed to hear that challenge from Dennis again. God is a God of mission. And unless we go with him, we might over time find ourselves in a room on our own with the door locked for fear. He graciously offers to come back in again this Pentecost to set you free, to breathe the Holy Spirit on you, and to send you out, to beckon you on mission with him. final thing he empowers the Holy Spirit empowers he doesn't just say go and leave us at that he says wait in the city until you have received power the disciples form a prayer meeting in that upper room we really need to get that prayer chapel built we really need to get that prayer chapel built. Uh, I felt Richard said something. He didn't know I was going to mention this, so forgive me if it's wrong. But Richard said something the other day. It, actually, it was in my um, exit interview. And Richard and the church warden were there. And he said, you know, I think if we, were, um, if we were appealing for a shelter project, for a homeless shelter or something, we'd have already made the money. But because it's a prayer chapel, we haven't. Yeah." And that gave me great sadness, but had a ring of truth about it. It's a bit like... I love that we're part of the Shelter Project. It's an incredible thing, don't get me wrong. But it's a bit like celebrating the flicker of flame that comes out of the fire and lands on a leaf and sets it to flame, and you're like, ooh, look at that, and you forget the fire that it comes from. If we want to see this community transformed by the power of God, fire falling on every member of this community in every home, then we need to pray. Because that's the fire. And the more it's stoked in our prayers, and the more the Spirit comes and fans it into flame, forget about shelter, the whole community will be transformed. We have to be a people of God who recognize where the power comes from. It's not in a shelter project, as glorious as that is, It's not in a cafe, as wonderful as that is at welcoming people in. It's not in Sunday services, as brilliant as they are at proclaiming truth, at discipling, at welcoming. It's in prayer. And as the disciples prayed and dedicated themselves to that, the power of God fell. And if we want to see our community transformed, then yes, we should be prioritizing a prayer chapel first and foremost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's not us building a little kingdom where we get a little bit of praise. It's asking God to build his kingdom where he gets all the glory and where lives are truly, deeply, profoundly changed for eternity. We need the power of God. And so we need to pray. The Holy Spirit wants in. And perhaps the challenge for you today is to let him. wants in. He's calling you. He'll never force his way in. He'll knock at the door and you'll have to let him in. But can I urge you to? The Spirit of God wants in. He wants more. Perhaps the challenge is that for you today. He wants more. He longs for more in your life and to do through your life. But that means, and this is the challenge of discipleship, that you need to let go of power. And you need to let go of control in areas of your life, perhaps, where you're clinging on. What would it look like if there was a church here, full of the Holy Spirit? People inviting the Holy Spirit in, week by week. And people laying over control to the Holy Spirit. More and more, in every area of their life, Monday to Sunday. Then we'd really see disciples who'd make disciples. You'd see the world changed. He wants in, he wants more, and he wants out.